traffic sucks, but your podcast don't have to. Welcome in to the Afternoon Drive with Five. Joining us now on the Perry and Lawyers Hotline is a coach going into his eighth season as head coach out there in Bremen, Georgia, for the Blue Devils, friend of Casey Bass, which I'm not sure is a positive or a negative, but it's Coach Rooster Russell. Coach, how you doing? How's your summer been? Quick. <laughs> uh, it's It's been quick, and uh, y'all don't need to associate me with Casey Bass right off the bat. That, <laughs> that, uh, that diminishes the rest of the interview. Uh, now, uh, now, summer's been good. Our kids, man, we got great kids. Y'all know that, and uh, they've They've worked hard. Um, we've given them time to be kids also. Um, they got to do some fun stuff. They got to go to Georgia, uh, throw seven on seven. They got to go to an FCA camp at West Georgia. We stayed in the dorms. That was last week and go against some top-notch competition. And now we're practicing. And uh, believe it or not, somehow we have a, a, a scrimmage next Friday. So we're uh, – we're we're trying to get ready to to go. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing how quick it gets on us. But now summer's been summer's been good for the Blue Devils. Coach, uh, something that I always look forward to uh, for for the summer or the end of the summer for me is the annual pool party at the Russells, where you do the uh, the infamous uh, dunk into the pool. So yeah. when, when is that coming? Well, you know, it's funny. We talked about this last week. This is going to make you sad. Um, I got 17 seniors on this group, and a lot of them were ball boys for me when I first got here, like in the third and fourth grade. Wow. And, uh, wow. and so instead of having, instead of having uh, the entire team over, next Thursday night I'm going to have those seniors over for a steak dinner. And uh, we may still do a senior alley-oop, which, which will look a lot better than having those freshmen jumping in and miss the ball and us having to do 437 takes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, going to do something a little more intimate this year with these seniors. This is, a, like I said, a special bunch. I mean, Brody Barrow and Par Folsom and Cam O'Neill and uh, all those guys were, were ball boys when I first got here. And they're a lot better football players than they are ball boys. I used to chew them out when they were ball boys, man. But um, special group, and so we're going to – we're going to mix it up a little bit this time. And, Coach, uh, last year you swapped up some of the roles in the coaching staff. How'd that go for you? How'd it go in your mind? And, and what are you keeping the same roles this season? And what are some roles for your coaching staff that are going to change up a little bit on the sidelines this year? Last year I thought it was good for everybody. It was great growth. I tell you, for me personally, it was uh, as fun of a year coaching-wise as I've had because I got to take the head coaching hat off and call the defense, you know, and um, – so this year, uh, we uh, uh, Coach Willis is going to go back and coach the quarterbacks and assist Coach Sam Robinson, uh, and Coach Rob's going to be our play caller. Um, but Coach Rob is going to be our play caller with uh, with the fact uh, knowing that he has Tim Hannigan and Drew Willis with him on his side, um, and those three have done an excellent job working together defensively. Um, Coach Folds, Coach Cole, and I are still over there. And then I hired Randy Pruitt back, who was with us a couple of years ago. He's going to coach corners. Um, so, you know, I thought it was great growth for everybody. Um, 
you know, we started eight sophomores on offense last year. So, you know, my offensive staff, um, you know, that it was, it was tough on them last year when you have four 15 year olds starting on the offensive line. But, uh, we got all, you know, we got majority of those guys back. I think we got 17 starters back and, uh, I feel like we have our coaches in the right place to, to be successful. And like I said, for me personally, getting to get to take a head coaching hat off and call a little defense, uh, is really, really fun for me. And I was proud of the way we played defense last year. I think we finished maybe seventh in the state in defense and, uh, really, really got after people. And we got a lot of those guys back. So, well, last year, let's talk about last year, just a little bit. Last year was your first year back into triple a after one of your first early years, uh, in Bremen, how did the kids, uh, how did you think the kids did playing quote unquote up, uh, how did they um, do I, with that? You know, you know, I thought, uh, I thought it, it was a, a good place for us. Um, you know, dadgum, we lost a, somebody said for every sophomore you start, you should put a loss on, on the, uh, on your record. And if that was the case, we'd have been owing 10 last year, at least or owing 12 or something. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, in our region play, we lost three games and, uh, two of them, you know, we lost 14 to 10 and 14 to seven. And, uh, it was just inexperience on offense. And, and I said, having those guys back, I, I enjoy this triple a region. It's competitive. It's full of good guys. There's good atmospheres, uh, almost everywhere you go, um, you know, there's a, there's a good, good amount of travel, but, but that's okay. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I was, uh, I was pleased with where we were. And, and, uh, like I said, we're, we're a score away in a couple of games from, from having a home playoff game in triple A. You know, of course that's the goal this year is to, is to grow up by one year and, and make those one school games go in our favor, not the other. You talked about this youth. I mean, last year, you all squad, it, it, it honestly looked like a JV squad with just the youth that you had out there in the starting 22. But yet, you still had a 4-3 and three record in a very tough region. What kind of momentum and what kind of confidence does that give your young team going into this year that knowing we have one more year of experience and last year we had a winning record in region, this year the sky's sort of the limit. Well, you know, uh, last year's big thing for us as coaches was perspective. You know, and you beat yourself up because you want to win. I mean, you want to win everything you do. Um, but, you know, uh, when your offensive staff is sitting in there and they're struggling and they're wondering what they can do, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to go in there and say, hey, guys, uh, you got eight 15-year-olds out there and you got one guy over 200 pounds out there, you know. Uh, so, so the growth and maturity, not only as a player, but in our guys' bodies, also is huge. I mean, our center last year, Shepard Hodge, who is a war daddy, he's got a bald head just like me. Everybody, he looks like me. He shaved his head. He's got a little beard that hardly grows in. And uh, just, a, <laughs> he, he's awesome. But he played at 165 and he's 215 this year. You know, oh. so the, the transformation in kids' bodies over, you know, from 15 years old to 16 years old, or, you know, is, is tremendous. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look a little better on the hoof. We're still not going to be big. We're still going to be runs, uh, defensively. We're not going to be real big, but now the sky, the sky is a limit with this bunch. And I, I, I do, I think, uh, you know, I think their goal is, uh, to be, to be that, that first team from Bremen, 
you know, to win a region championship outside of single A. So, well, coach, uh, that you talk about that that goal and hel- helping that aspect is the fact that you're one of the few that's bringing back a, a starting quarterback this season. What have you seen from Aiden Price this offseason that makes you feel confident he's he's going to take the next step? I'm going to flip that question on its head because our starting quarterback is going to be Carson Kimball. Oh, um, my bad. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I, um, Carson Kimball, six foot four, 195 pounds. Last year, he was about 6'3", 165. Um, he's killed the weight room. He's always been able to throw it great. Um, he's He ran track this year. He's become a really good athlete. He's a leader. He's a winner. He's been through the suck. He's been a JV backup, a JV starter. Um, um, you know, kids nowadays don't go through the suck. They just, they, you know, if it gets hard, they leave or they quit. And he's been through the suck. And uh, <laughs> Aiden uh, in June played uh, played receiver, played secondary. That's where he's the most comfortable playing. Um, he is a phenomenal defensive back and a phenomenal receiver. Um, and uh, hopefully – Hopefully we will see really big things for him. And he is a great, great kid who went – we talked about Carson and him both playing some at quarterback. He uh, he couldn't have been more happy that his buddy would get an opportunity and he put on some pink gloves and couldn't wait to catch passes. And he caught 2,000 touchdowns at Georgia and had a great OTA at Rock Mart. And he's a, he's a, a great teammate and a great player and uh, – but Carson Kimball is going to be our guy, and uh, um, don't be surprised if he's not up for that newcomer of the year whenever we, uh, whenever, whenever we get to the end of the season. Well, you talk about him going through the suck. You know, what has he done? How have how have you seen him progress this offseason on the seven on sevens and stuff like that? And you Carson, just you just know we, he's the guy. Carson, we've never had a. Uh, a question about seven on seven. He throws a team pass out of Hiram. They throw all over the place. Uh, he throws in Orlando, Dallas, Texas, and Miami, and he's always been able to throw it. Um, his issue has been when things get cloudy, what are you going to do? And uh, he came to me and he sat down and said, what can I do? And I said, baby, I want you to run track and I want you to kill the weight room. And that guy, I'm going to look up three months later, and he's running the 100 at Rock Mart, and it ain't real fast. But uh, that guy, he, he has made himself into a football player just by doing exactly what we asked him to do. And, uh, and the best kid in the world, just an unbelievable kid, and uh, really excited, really, really excited for him. Um, his growth through the summer has been phenomenal too. And coach, flipping over to the other side of the uh, of the ball on the defense, when we think of of Bremen football, defense is the first thing that pops into my mind. It's it's in the forefront of my mind. Uh, what are you bringing back defensively, and and how have they progressed over the summer? And talk about how much you love playing, you know, cover two or cover three zone defense there in the back end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that about like I love this weather. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we don't. That's the problem. I can't count to two. We can only play cover zero and cover one, unfortunately. <laughs> so I can't count high enough to get to two. Um, we uh, look coming back. AJ Sanders he made eighty four tackles last year. 
his position is football player. Um, he's a 160-pound, 150-pound state weightlifting champ. Um, he plays two-technique defensive end and linebacker. Um, he's really good player. Jonah Hatchett, of course, uh, really, really good player. Brody Barrow um, is a 160-pound state weightlifting champion. Trent McPherson, the 170-pound state weightlifting champion. There are inside linebackers. Really good players. Um, Aiden Haney is an excellent, excellent corner. Dylan Huey um, is a is a really good safety. Price is a really good safety. And then we have some guys that are going to have to step in and be ready to go this year, like uh, Justin Ellington, Zyler Crane, uh, Cole Pruitt. I could go on. The, the thing that I – Landon Oliveris, the thing that I could uh, – makes me – where I could talk about these guys all day is they're – they're excellent people too. Um, and they're just, they're fun to coach. Um, we're able to be multiple in what we do up front because they're smart. Um, and they love playing man coverage cause they don't want to let their teammates down. And, uh, and that's kind of the foundation of, of, uh, what we build our defense on is, um, be multiple up front and play fast. And then in the back, uh, try, try like hell to not let your teammates down. So. Well, Coach, you're, you're what Bryce and I call the preseason schedule is insanely tough. You you have two scrimmages, Rockmart and, and Mount Zion, and then it's followed by Heard County at home, then Harrelson County and Bowden on the road. Do you think these five games will prepare you, your squad, for the gauntlet that is Region 6 AAA? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, once you play in those atmospheres – heard Harrelson Bowden, you're not going to get another one like that. Um, I mean, even in the playoffs, you're not going to get, <clears throat> you're not going to get that. And I call it rivalry row because, you know, everybody, uh, unfortunately, most people have one rival and here people think we have three, you know, and, uh, and so we'll go down rivalry row and, you know, after that you go to Gordon Lee and look, Gordon Lee, I mean, they're coming to us this year, but, Gordon Lee has a good atmosphere, but it feels like a JV atmosphere compared to what you just had the last three weeks. So, uh, so absolutely, it preps us and it's fun. Um, you know, and our kids respect those kids, and um, you know, us and Herd, uh, we 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 get after each other on the field, and we are just uh, relentless against each other on the field. But as soon as the game's over. We absolutely love each other. And we may be the friendliest rivalry in the world because we pull like crazy for each other after that one's over. Um, and same with PV and Emmett Harrelson. Our, our kids and their kids get along and um, we get after it on the field. But, you know, afterwards we pull for each other. And the communities may not so much, but as football programs we do. And uh, so, so, yeah, these first three are uh, definitely get you ready. And coach, I know that I know that Bowden Bremen rivalry is huge here in West Georgia for both communities, for both football teams and everything. I didn't realize this until Casey Bass brought this up a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the the Bremen rivalries on our podcast. If you go back and look at the Bremen Heard County rivalry, the games are way closer and the the win loss is way closer in in the Bremen Heard County uh, matchup. I mean, I think that's I know the I know the Bowden Bremen rivalry is big. I know it's huge out here 
But that Bremen-Herd County rivalry is a lot closer, and it seems like it produces a lot more entertaining games from a fan's perspective as well. I don't know. I don't know when we've had one that's – since I've been here, there hadn't been one that hadn't been decided, you know, late in the fourth quarter. When they won the state championship, they beat us, you know, 20 to 7 or, you know, something like that. But, But it was – two late fourth quarter touchdowns, you know, and, uh, I mean, it, it, it is always just down to the wire and, um, our kids just battle each other and, and we love that game. Um, and we love those guys and coach Lasher has become one of my best buddies in, in, in the coaching world. And, um, you know, so much respect for those guys and that gum, they're going through some hard stuff, Man. you know, yeah, I, I can't. I can't fathom. I talked to Coach Laster for a long, long time, a couple nights ago, and man, I, I, I hate it for them, and I hurt for them, and we hurt for them, and um, we, uh, we, uh, sure are praying for them right now and everything they're going going through. All right, Coach. Well, uh, obviously, this we're not your typical media outlet. You know, the Morning Five is going to give you some goofy crap to to go through. So, my my final goofy question for me is: I need you to be honest with me. How nervous were you on New Year's Eve last year when Ohio State was up by two tuds on your Bulldogs? Um, let me uh, let me answer that by telling you a, a story. Um, we played Temple here a couple of years ago, uh, 2020. We scored on the uh, two-point play to win. You remember that one, Tucker Hendricks? Absolutely, Hendrix, I thing? do. Yes, on that awesome, uh, the, that awesome play. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. the Brooks already ran it in to go down one, and then we oh. we jetted, and Tucker's kind of falling down and makes a throw to win it to Dalton in the back of the end zone. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm putting somewhere with that point. I promise uh, to answer that question. <laughs> the next day, Florida beat the hell out of Georgia. I didn't care one bit. You know why? <laughs> because the Blue Devils won. That's and, right. Uh, and was I nervous about Ohio State beating Georgia? Absolutely. Um, but – now that I've been here seven or eight years, I'm a lot more concerned with the Blue Devils. I can promise you that. <laughs> so, um, and if Ohio State would have made that kick, it would have saved me a lot of money because I went to the national championship. So, It was unbelievable, and it was unbelievable to see how, how, uh, how great of a player Ohio State's quarterback was. So. Coach, who's one kid right now that out there in Bremen might be flying under the radar, not a household name quite yet, but it's going to be a kid that pops up when region play starts firing up and every everybody in the stands out there in Blue Devil Nation is going to know exactly who it is and, and what he does for that football team? Uh, Carson Kimball, the quarterback. Um, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's just kind of quietly gone about his work. And, uh, you know, in the, in the land of the runts uh, that, we, that we're in over here, uh, seeing that 6'4 quarterback, I think a lot of people can go, who in the heck is that guy? Um, so, 
But we pride ourselves in having a lot of guys like that. Uh, Evan Brown is a heck of a player. Uh, two-way guy, plays defensive end and tackle. Uh, uh, he, he's another one that comes to mind that I think will have an outstanding year. But, but I, I think the quarterback is the, is the guy that is going gonna, is gonna to surprise people. Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come here and, uh, and talk to us. I know the preseason's kicking off. Yeah, I've got only a couple more, couple more days. A week from tomorrow, y'all start uh, start your preseason. It feels like football weather outside. You know, it's only 100, 203. Really feels like football season right now. Yeah, yeah. One week we're one week we're playing Rock Mart because the Falcons weren't able to come scrimmages, <laughs> and uh, uh, and so uh, and we're going to play them in 95 degree weather and. Uh, Luckily, we're just going to play the old guys for a half. Um, you know, uh, it'll help some of our two-way guys get acclimated. Um, but, you know, hopefully this hopefully this weather cools off soon and, and starts feeling like football a little bit. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining. And uh, we'll, we'll see you out there in Bremen. we got a couple games that we'll be out there, and uh, we'll see what the, the Blue Devils have this year. New quarterback. I'm excited to, I'm excited to see where that goes this year. Yeah, y'all, uh, if you're around, feel free to swing by practice and, and look at him. You'll, uh, you know, all of our guys, and uh, you're you're welcome anytime over here. We appreciate what y'all do. Man, it was great to sit down and talk to Rooster Russell out there in Bremen for the Blue Devils this year. I'm expecting big things out of that squad, man. It's, it was essentially a JV squad that they ran out there last year. Went 4-3, and three, one game over 500 in the region. I think it's going to pay off this year in dividends. Dude, I love getting corrected too when he tells me that Aiden Price is not going to be the quarterback anymore, and <laughs> they've got a new guy that I'm I'm pumped about six four one ninety. Big kid. I mean that's that is awesome. Um, so it's it's going to be a really really interesting time uh, over in in Blue Devil Land right now, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, dude. We'll be able to tell what they're going to have through those first three games. I mean, you got Heard County, Harrelson County in Bowden back to back to back to open up the season, uh, obviously not region play, but those are all three games that you want to win just because of the local rivalry and the rivalry with, you know, Bowden Bremen. So we're going to be able to tell real quick what this blue devil squad has going into the 2023 season. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time because I mean, look, that, that defense was, as he mentioned, top 10 in the state last year. Um, and if he can get, that kind of production out of the defense and get a little bit more production out of that offense with, with uh, coach Willis coming back to the offensive side this year, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait to see those cover three and cover four schemes. He's written up too. Um, they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to be really interesting, but yeah, they're, they're a man to man defense. They're not going to play any of that zone coverage crap. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's going to be uh it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but for the morning five, it's Billy Lindahl. I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all same time, same place next time.